Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. I am Steph Lee, the founder of Host Agency Reviews, and you are tuning in to the Friday 15, where every Friday at 12 p.m. Central Time, we answer the industry questions that you have submitted to us. So if you have a burning question for us, um, go ahead and submit it at hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15. And also a note, if you have been listening to Friday 15s and really like them, we do have an email reminder that goes out and tells you what the topics are. You can go at hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15 and sign up for your email reminders there. All right, let's see what we got today. Um, and by the way, if you are watching this on video, yes, I did get a haircut. My hair is actually done today for the first time in probably like five years. So it's very exciting. Um, Let's see. So our first question comes from Glenna, and Glenna is asking, what makes one consortium more desirable than the other? It's a very explosive question here, Glenna. So let me start by, um, I'm just going to share my screen. So the first thing I want to do is make sure that everybody understands what a consortium is or a consortia for plural. Uh, so I'm going to share my screen. So on the site, up on the search bar on the type, if you type in the word Consortia. The first, oops, the first, um, the first blog post that pulls up are what are travel consortia and travel co-ops. Um, so that should give you the lowdown on it, everything you need to know. Um, the other thing you want to be aware of too, as you're looking at consortia, because they're the next level up about a, of a above a host agency. So. 99.9% .9 of host agencies belong to a consortia, and there's only a few of them out there. There's just a handful compared to host agencies. So under our lists on the top, if you go ahead and press consortia, that will take you to our consortia list, and you can see that there's 12, 15, 18 of them. So there's a lot fewer of them, and there's actually only a few main players within here. Signature, Travel Leaders Network, um, Virtuoso, um, Ensemble, Nest, those are all kind of affluent traveler collection. Those are all kind of the um, bigger ones that are out there that have a lot of agencies underneath them. Um, so let's see. The other thing I would say, and, and why I say this is controversial, um, Glenna, is because just like people with their host agencies, you may have noticed if you ask someone if they like their host agency, People are very loyal to their host agencies and love their host agencies. The same thing happens for consortium. So when you ask somebody about their consortium, often it's, this, often it's the same one that they started with and they use they stick with it throughout their career because it's a lot of work to change and you know their system, you have all the connections within there. But I would say, um, Glenna, one of the, there's, there's not a lot. And of course, the people at the consortia would argue about this with me, but I think like big picture, all of the consortia pretty much offer the same thing. If one of them does something groundbreaking and new, the other ones are doing competitive intelligence. They find out about it and they also start adding it. So in, in that sense, a lot of them are offering the exact same things. How it's delivered and how well it's executed could be a little bit different bearing on the product. Um, but I would say the one thing, the one that might be a little bit different is Virtuoso. They are very much tied to high, high-end luxury and have been that way for a very long time. However, I will say I'm not, I would say it's very different than it was, say, 15 years ago. Um, I feel like this is just my perspective here, but I feel like there have been a lot of consortia that have taken virtuoso staff 
and brought them onto their teams. And so they're utilizing those collections and building up their luxury divisions and making those a lot stronger. So Glenna, I know that's not a great answer and doesn't tell you um, this one is the one, the best one to go to for groups and this one, the best one for that. The, the reality is they all offer a lot of the exact same programs. They'll all have their national programs or their, their national um, conferences. They'll have their international conferences. They'll have support staff for you. Um, and they're all like, they all have really great names out there. So I know that doesn't help you, but thank you for writing in, Glenn, and hopefully it gives you a little better perspective on things. Um, and speaking of events, so we are, Mary and I from the HAR team are headed out to ASTA's Global Convention in a few weeks out in San Francisco. I think it's like the 23rd through the 26th or something. So if you are headed there and you see either Mary or myself, please come say hello to us. We love meeting people um, and making connections with the industry. Um, and if you aren't going to ask for the global convention and you're in the area, think about it. Otherwise, think about it for next year. So next question is, oh, you know, I am so sorry, whoever submitted this. I forgot to write your name down. Um, it's just that type of a Friday. But this is a great question, and it says, I'm just getting started and have heard that TAs get discounts on certain trips, hotels, et cetera. Is there actually any truth in that? And yes, there is truth in that. Um, where you should be concerned is when you hear people saying you can travel the world for free and really selling it that like essentially travel agents get to get pampered and everyone's going to host them everywhere and it's not going to cost you a dime or very, very little because that's often not the truth. It's... Um, you know, if you are getting a travel agent rate somewhere and you're doing like a working fam, those are a lot of work. So let me, um, we have a great resource that Mary put together. So I'm going to, again, go to our website. Um, we actually have an article with travel agent rates. So we, this is the only one that I know of in the industry. So if you go up into our site search and you type in travel agent rates, um, nope, that's travel agent commissions. Here we go. Um, it's 200 plus travel agent rates um, and a PDF download. So in here, um, we talk about the different travel agent discounts that are out there. And the thing that you'll need to know is that in order to receive these travel agents rates, this isn't something that obviously suppliers want to give to just any Joe Blow that's out there calling themselves a travel agent. So there usually are some criteria in order for you to be able to access these rates. It's going to vary by your and destination. So I can't give too broad of strokes here, but it's a good idea to come to this article and do the PDF download because there's um, a lot more details within there. But here's the thing you need to know. You need to have usually either a CLIA card or a IATA card or an IATAN card if you're in the United States. So those two have criteria behind them. So for, for both of them, they've moved it up so that I think it's $5,000 in commissions during a 24-month period. It used to be 12 months. Um, it is now 24 months. So if you've collected $5,000 in commissions during a 24-month period, you are able to qualify for your IATA or your CLIA card. If you're an employee, the same thing. If you've earned $5,000 in income from your employer, you'll be eligible for the IATA, um, the IATA card or the CLIA card. The other one I want to mention that's out there is the True Card. T-R-U-E. Um, and that is a little bit different because the IATA card and the CLIA card are pretty much accepted by 
every supplier that's out there. With the True um, card, if you have that and you qualify for that, it's going to be a little bit different. And you're going to have to know that Marriott doesn't accept it. So you're not able to a access any of the rates with Marriott. And Disney is um, does not give discounts to people that have the True card. So I'll put the link in for this travel agent rates article. It also has information in here about it, um, more information about different types of travel travel agent rates you can access, but hopefully a really great resource for you because part of the fun of being in the travel industry is being to travel to all these great places, not for free necessarily. Sometimes you can be hosted, especially if you're selling a lot of a certain product or destination, um, but for discounted rates, and part of it is because you're working really hard when you're there. It's not as if, as a general rule, you're not going to be sitting on the beach, hanging out, experience the hotel. You're going to be working your tail off, um, and I think that's what all travel advisors would say um, that going destination, even if they're going with their family, they're always looking around, checking out the pools. Um, they've always got their visor hat on. All right, next question. Oops, let me. Uh, and I forgot to do the person's name again. I am so sorry. Um, all right, so our last question for today is. I was always the one who friends and family called to find the best airfare hotel rates. So now hopefully I can have access and do a much better job for a much broader clientele. I do have a question for you. I have only told one person so far, a sister. Her response was, I'm my own travel agent. Hardly anyone uses travel agents anymore because you can get such good deals online. Ugh. Have you encountered this and what is your response? Well, First of all, I would say your sister is not being very supportive. Um, and that's just really a bummer because there's a lot of value that travel advisors bring to the table. And especially for new advisors, it can be very difficult to it can be very difficult to try to say, this is why you should be using me instead of booking online. Um, so there's two resources I'm going to pull up for you. The first is um, three ways travel agents can save you money. Um, that booking online can't. So again, up in the search field, if you type in three ways, um, so three real life ways, that'll pull up our article. Um, and this is a really nice one because instead of doing more obscure things that can be less tangible, like saying, well, I provide you great service. Or if your booking gets canceled, instead of you having to wait on hold, I'm the one that's waiting on hold for eight hours, which especially now during the pandemic and the after effects and the supply chains and all the issues, Having a travel advisor, I don't know why anyone wouldn't use one right now. But if you have someone that has trouble understanding um, things like that and needs something more tangible, so these are three things that travel advisors can do that you cannot. So when you're booking a vacation package for a client, when you're working with a travel advisor, depending on how far out they book, but if they're booking a reasonable amount of time off, time out, they're going to be able to have a down payment, you can do a down payment and then they can do a final payment, which is really nice for people that are on a budget and don't have all that money ready right now. That's not something you can do if you go online. Um, they now have those buy now, pay later, where you can do the installments. But when you work with the travel advisors, there's not interest involved. There's not any risks involved with it. That might be if you're using some of those buy now, pay later programs. Um, the other things that travel agents can do is they can save space and rates. So you can put things on hold with a travel advisor 
which is not something you can typically do when you're booking online. And in fact, as many of us know, when you book online, a lot of times they'll be like, oh, there's only one seat left. And you're like, oh my God, I've got to make my decision right now. If you use a travel advisor, they can save that space for you and they can save that rate for you. So I'm going to, um, let's see, we did lock in prices. Um, and then airline tickets can be put on hold if you have the GDS system um, as a travel advisor. So I'm going to put a link in to this article, the three life ways travel agents save you money. And the other article that's going to be really helpful for you to kind of um, boost your self-esteem on what value you're going to bring to the table is um, versus booking online. Okay. So I just typed in versus booking and using a travel agent versus booking online um, is the article that you're going to be looking for. But this one has a lot of details in here talking about how much time people spent researching their vacations and how much money they actually end up saving themselves. Um, if you consider you could be doing something a lot more profitable instead of researching for 40 hours. Um, so Mary wrote this fantastic article um, and we'll talk about some of the things. One of, one of the things newer advisors aren't usually aware of is with OTAs or online travel agencies, the space that they save at a resort is usually the, I don't, I don't know how exactly to say this, but not the lowest end, but they're the lowest priority. So if the resort ends up getting overbooked, guess whose clients are the first to be walked to a different property? It's going to be the OTAs versus if you're booking with a supplier that works with travel advisors, they're higher up on the chain. And that means your clients are going to be a lot less likely to be walked to a different resort and end up somewhere where they didn't think they were going to end up. Um, so I'll put that in here. Um, the other thing I would say um, is as you're reading through these, talk to your friends, talk to someone that's supportive of your endeavor that you're doing and practice talking to them um, over and over. Practice in front of a mirror, practice with your partner, practice with your friends um, to make sure that you get that spiel down and you're really comfortable with it. So I think that is all we've got for today. Um, you know, we were supposed to, those of you that listened in last week, you know that we are supposed to have Lori Spears with Lavarte Travel on today as a co-host. But unfortunately, she's in Italy and things didn't work out quite so well. Tough life for Lori. She will be on sometime in the near future. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and again, if you're loving what you're hearing or if you have any questions, um, go to hostagencyreviews.com slash Friday15. Submit your questions and go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel or to our podcast stream. Thanks, everyone. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.